Friends, family, team, it's the Washed Up Podcast, Season 9, Episode 10. And guess who we got? We got Liam, and he's got a camera. Uh, Liam doesn't have a mic yet, so he can't say hello. Um, he will a little later on in the episode, but for the intro, we're just going to get right to it. We got a bewilderment. We got some locker room talk with the fellas. Then we got Clem from Barstool back on for another interview. And then we got to talk some more NFL, some XFL, the NBA, the MLB. And God damn it, somebody joined my Calcutta so I can make so much money off of you. It's the fucking Washed Up Podcast. Please, can we please, please get it. You can come get me. I'm in the Season 9, episode 10, fellas, welcome back. Um, how the hell are you? Numbers don't matter. I know he wasn't number 910, but we got 910 reasons to love him. Shout out to Patty Kane, and this episode is dedicated to him, and some may call this foreshadowing, as we will get into how we feel about it in a little bit. That was a great start right there. Yeah. You know, that was was really solid. Uh, I'm trying to think of a mathematical equation to get from 910 to 88. It e- it's divided by it and then equals three Stanley Cups. Sure, sure, sure. So if we just take off the zero, we got 91 minus the two cents of everybody else. Fuck you, 88. Um, that's that's nine, three cents. Yeah, that's three cents. <laughs> 50 cent. <laughs> uh, Brady, I thought you were going to say we, we have 910 reasons to love Dan Hampton. <laughs> oh, it's a great one. You can't forget about him. Brady's bodily bewilderment. Our big teeth are just chilling in our little baby heads. <laughs> oh, like how deep up they go, like in your in Like your when you're born, the teeth that you have now are in your head. Yeah. They're, they're just That's chilling not, up in the that skull. That is not right. <laughs> it's not right. It's not warranted. You have put things in my face that I don't know when are going to come down. This is actually a good question for Liam. Liam, you could do stuff with photos, right, and video. Can you make me a picture of a baby with big boy teeth? <laughs> that's a terrifying image. <laughs> exactly. That, yeah, that's that, gross. That's the bewilderment. It just sounds like a terrible like Photoshop. Just like, Ugh. dude, no wonder babies cry so much. Teething would hurt like hell. It's their big teeth pushing on their little teeth coming down, and then they fall out, and then they come back in. Being a baby sucks. What? Are you saying you were never a baby? No, I, I was a baby, but I don't remember being a I baby. Was, I was blacked out for being a baby. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, right around the age of four, I just started waking up like, whoa, what is going on? I don't remember anything until like the age of 14. Yeah, the only memory I have is pooping my pants in a diaper. And so then awesome. the next thing you know, I'm in school. Yeah. Which is not fun. I used to lock eyes with my parents. Like oh when I was when you going pooped? shit in my diaper, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, this is happening. Yeah, That's mm-hmm. just a great way of just saying, like, Mom, I'm just going to stare right into your soul, let you know I dropped the giant shit. Well, then I'd <laughs> walk around like I was holding something in my pants because I was. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that was pretty smart for a nonverbal baby. 
be like, hey, I'm going to make you really uncomfortable, so you have to do Dude, something about this. Hold on. Like, imagine if babies were verbal. Like, they came out of the womb just like, what's up, dudes? Yeah, like, God, it awesome. was hot in there. Like, Jesus Dude, you had Christ. me suffocating in there, man. Yeah, the room service sucked. Well, yeah. d- it thought would you solve- weren't supposed to be drinking wine. <laughs> it would solve so many problems. Like, what's wrong with the fucking baby? And right. the baby would be like, hey, God, my feel... teeth fucking hurt. Or there's would... shit in my pants. That would make them way more annoying and reduce the cute factor substantially, though. So there would probably be way more dead babies. Okay. I'll oh, talk. Okay. Oh, my Jesus God. Christ. That's not where we needed to go. What, what I was going to say dude. is that... Thanks for the bewilderment, Brady. It's all your fault. Let's get back to the bewilderment. Yeah. Do teeth grow? Like, do they get bigger? Yeah. Okay. Like, what How? are teeth made out of? Like, they're like is bones. This, are they? Are is yeah, they're bones? bones. They're there's some sort of identification in them because the in SVU they used them a lot. <laughs> Law and order. They'd be like, what records. are the dental records? Right. Yeah, because you can never uh, make fraudulent dental records. Yeah. Teeth don't lie. So exactly. Like, Just the people speaking the words through the teeth lie. So, it's like a thumbprint. Wow. Yeah, that was pretty good, right? That was nice. I, I wanted to be stare at you for take that us one. To places, yeah. man. We, yeah. It's either we go to really cool places or we go, as you just heard, some dark places. It's only dark if you don't bring a light, James. <laughs> or if babies start <laughs> that talking. Was, that was beautiful. Yeah, that was that was pure poetry. When you right hear that, bring back the mausoleum. When you hear that, <laughs> Jesus. When you hear that music when it turns into bewilderment time, just let your brain turn off. Don't think about any just of unwind. it too deeply. Brez, you especially after what you just said. <laughs> Do you think I, if I could turn my brain off, I would have already? I'm talking about your sophisticated brain, and I know you know how to turn that off. I do. I, do. <laughs> I know how to turn that down real fast. Okay, so just let's get back to the fucking point. It is insane. How do they grow, Brez? Oh, I don't know how they grow. Because your head, my head at least, was substantially smaller when I was a baby. It was still a big baby head, but now... About the size of fucking Congo, my head. Yeah, you got I, a big head, dude. You don't have that big of a head. Come on, James. James, you're the nicest guy I know I'm right now. I'm trying to gas my guys up, but does not have a Ten big head. Ten points for Gryffindor. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm a Hufflepuff, but thanks. You definitely are a Hufflepuff. You don't get to choose. Oh. The hat chooses. So are you going to put your hat on me right now? I actually got a hat. You're, I got the app, and I was a Slytherin. Sucked. You're kind <laughs> of putting me in a mental pretzel right now, like thinking about the amount of surface area, like... That your teeth are taken up inside of a baby head. A Wetzel's pretzels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Auntie Anne's. Ugh. More Auntie Anne's bagel dogs. That's another bewilderment. <laughs> Those things are magical. We, we just went from but, teeth to Harry Potter to, 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 now we got bagel dogs. No, no, no. no. I, I, I mean, other than but teeth, think but about I it. do love a good bagel dog in Harry I'm, Potter. I'm thinking about it. Your wisdom teeth <laughs> don't even come out until you're like 16, 17, 18. Even you, I got mine out when I was like 20. Why, why do they wait? I don't know. And where are they? Are they higher up on the skull? And like evolutionarily, they're they're meant for like grinding raw meat. We don't eat raw meat anymore. Why are we still growing them? Is evolution slow? Who knows? Why do men have nipples? (laughs) I think. (laughs) (laughs) All right. No, dude. That's crazy. (laughs) That's unbelievable. I have nipples. Now I'm in a whole different place. (laughs) I am in a whole different place. Why do we have nipples? I don't know. We're not lactating from them. Maybe we get nipples before we get our downstairs stuff. Not That's true. Proud. No. Oh, not mind. true? I not didn't know true, that. Dude. Whatever. That, that, that conversation could lead us to somewhere where we don't want to go. 
But yeah. um, just, something, just something to think about. Just that as when you look at a baby and they're crying, just be like, damn, you got some big ass teeth up in there. I get it. So just be a little just more sympathetic. Maybe uh, knock them up. Like, hey, yo, yo, dog, I feel you. Put, yeah. put that sorority hat on. All will be as well. he's staring at you shitting in his pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, luckily, we get to get off this topic and talk to a friend of ours. Uh, we got Clem from Barstool coming on, and uh, he's one hell of a guy, and we got some things to talk about. So, everybody, welcome on Clint. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome back one of my personal favorite guests of all time. He is the snack king. He is the leader of the positive movement for the Mets. He is Clem from Barstool Sports. Give it up, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, Clem. Thank you. Thank you. I'm only your favorite. Everyone else says I'm like bottom third tier, for, but just your favorite. I'll take it. Let's rock. Yeah. See, my guy, my absolute nah. guy. <laughs> Uncle Clem is the man. I've Uncle been living Clem. off being one of James's favorites for years. It's one of the best things to be. <laughs> oh, that's the truth, man. It's the truth. I'm very happy to be here, fellas. Let's have ourselves a night right now. Oh, we are all in. All right, Clem. Last time we spoke, we always ask the three questions. So I just want to make sure we're still 6-4 dunking. Possibly in the driveway on a hoop whose height will remain unknown and still washed up. Boys, I have some bad news. Oh, no. Oh, God. I just realized I have reached a new stage in my life. What you think, I'm going one way, and I'm not going the way you guys think I'm going. I've officially become, I don't know if the word's white trash, but (laughs) I I am the house that has the portable basketball hoop. That is knocked over and oh. it's just on the ground. Yeah. So, oh no, Clem. We, we don't have like water inside. We didn't put water in the base. I, I, first of all, I grew up with cement in cement pole in ground hoops. My parents at the original Casa de Clem, they had two glass hoops. They treated us, they treated me like an absolute king. And we had that was like the place where everyone played hoops, right? We loved it. I, I got this as a gift, which was perfectly fine. Just a place, just some of the shoot hoops here at my house. I just have a little portable one. Blew over in a windstorm. And the way it was going was like, it was freezing. I was like, we're not going to fill it up with water or sand right now. We'll wait until the winter. Fell on the rim. Rim is bent now. And I'm like, I'm not even going to deal with this thing until the spring. So for like the last month and a half, the hoop's just been on its side. And I realized uh, like that is the number one indicator of someone that is white trash is just the straight up portable hoop that's just on its side. So I'm in I'm in tough shape right now. I, I feel like that hoop looks right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm bringing the whole price of the neighborhood down. Right so is it like it's like tough? You wake up in the morning, get the paper, you got the coffee. You know, it's getting a little warmer out, and then you just look. You're like, God damn it, that's such an eyesore. Yeah, it's such an eyesore. And the worst part is we've had like. People come over, like a couple of deliveries have came. Um, you know, we had a couple of guys feel do work on the house and they just come like, oh, I'm at this shanty, essentially, basically. They're like, these are straight up, like they're, they're probably putting their wallet in their front pockets. Like, I don't know what I'm getting into when I enter that front door. Oh, no. <laughs> or you get like the guy like, or you get this snippy like pizza delivery guy, like say from Home Alone, like that guy with the yeah. little Nero's jacket. He would definitely say a comment about your hoop and you'd be like, hey, buddy, 
beat it. <laughs> oh, he probably would just turn around and be like, this guy's not giving me a tip. Like, this guy has a straight up. Or you could say, like, in the movie, he knocks over the statue. You could blame it on the pizza yeah. guy. He knocked over the hoop. Yeah, dude, what the hell, man? You owe me a new basket. Look, you broke the rim. Because this is a, it's a double win because then I have to fix the rim. And I'm like, I'm probably just handy enough to fix a, a basketball rim, which would just be some screws. But I also know I'm going to probably screw it up and it'll be too loose or something. And it's just going to be an entire... The hoop is dead. I might as well just bury it right now because it died <laughs> the day it fell down. A too loose of a rim <laughs> is really a shooter's roll rim, so you could be setting yourself up for success. Yep, I'll set myself up for success, and the first time I play outside of my home, I am going to be so oh, bad. Oh, terrible. I don't have so bad. Thinking. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to be hitting the rim with such aggression that that ball is going so far away. It's true, too, because those, ba- those glass hoops I told you about um, at my parents' house, you could, like throw a ball Randy Johnson could have thrown a ball at it and it would just dead in on the backboard you could play the bank the bank was open 24 7 365 yeah so it, it definitely made me a worse player when I went to actual uh, gyms yeah backboards yeah. <laughs> the backboard is such a dad move too and it's so frustrating when you're playing against your dad and he just keeps banking it in even though you could do the same but you just don't it, dude <laughs> the bank is finesse yeah well, yeah, no, it, it's like you know, like Adam Sandler and Grown Ups. He's like, yeah, Tim Duncan's had about a hundred game winners with this. He's just <laughs> like, boom, hitting it every time. It's and Adam Sandler is the epitome of like a sports dad in that movie. A perfect way to put it to him. And my dad, Papa Club, he used to always hit me with the the bank, and I'd call him out on it. He even do like the hook shot because it's like you can't guard a hook shot and a bank. You're powerless <laughs> at that point. And yeah, I would never. I probably had like the newest uh, sneakers on. I didn't wear Jordans because. That guy ruined my childhood. Shout out to all you Chicago guys out there. <laughs> uh, but, like, I, I would wear whatever. Was, so, like, if you're looking fresh, you're not trying to bank it in, even against, especially against your dad. Yeah. And he would just beat me every time because he's playing the bank on straight dead uh, backboards. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, not good. That's basically the bottom line. Not good. We're not doing well right now. <laughs> yes, but sounds like you're still 6'4", which is yeah. really all that matters. Yep, that's all that matters when it's all said and done. <laughs> all right, we'll move on to something that may make you a little happier. Um, does Daniel Jones deserve the money? And the second part of the question is, have you talked to friend of the Barstool program, Todd McShay, about him labeling Danny Dimes as a backup on draft night? Uh, you know, I wish I... So I'm going to see Portnoy next week. We're going to Disney together, which is a sentence oh. I can't believe just came out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but, I like, I almost wish I could like somehow have him get in touch with McShay and just give him a piece of my mind for that. Honestly, if Danny gets the extension, doesn't get the extension, the fact that $45 million is even being floated out and granted it's pissing everyone off just makes all those years on the wall by myself and the Daniel Jones hype group, me and my like ragtag group of 50 guys who have been there since day one, it makes it all worth it. Cause yeah, that last game wasn't too pretty against the Eagles, and there were some rough spots along the way. But that Vikings game was everything I could have ever asked for. And the Vikings don't have a defense. They just don't play defense. But you know what? It was 60 minutes of pure bliss during that time. So uh, I don't I, – I am very happy where we are. As, uh, I, and this is the thing. This drives me crazy. We're never going to get the last, like – two months of our life back as Giants fans where everyone was just debating a $45 million number that is nowhere near true. It's the dumbest thing we do as football fans. We get obsessed about a certain number or a certain contract thing. And then even when they sign the contract and then you realize it's all like, it's just a two year contract basically. And then they can cut a guy in the year three and basically get out of it scot-free. So uh, it just feels good to, 
trying to win one. I'm going to let that guy McShay know because I'm pretty sure Kuiper was like a, a Daniel Jones guy. He had his he he put he planted his stick for Daniel Jones. He was one of the few guys who planted his flag. Do you think that Dave would like say something to McShay, like shoot him a text, or like even call him, depending on what kind of mood he is, he's in? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know if I was. I I mean, the thing about Dave is he loves confrontation. So if I was really <laughs> like, give me McShay, I'm gonna get in his ass. But <laughs> like, I I don't know, man. I just love McShay. McShay did for Barstool. Like I remember when it was, you know, in such a, still a young site, just him being at that combine gave like the site such like street cred in my mind, even though it was like a, a literal, uh, like childhood friend doing him a favor. I remember being like, oh, these guys are like legit, like people in the know like him. And it just worked out like that. So, uh, but yeah, the thing about Dave is he will do anything basically to make someone feel uncomfortable. I feel so that would probably be McShay. Like you guys are waiting for Splash Mountain. You're like, yeah, let's call Todd McShay. <laughs> There's an old video of McShay and Portnoy's calling him out for something. Like his pants were too tight or something like that. And you just hear Dave in a hotel room and he's like, McShay, you're embarrassing the whole uh, the whole town or something like that. It's it's A plus stuff. I have to go back and find it. It's, it's one of the funniest things I'll ever see. So uh, yeah, by the way, Splash Mountain. That that was the one thing I will not be doing is waiting in line for Splash Mountain. It's done. Yeah, they closed it. They closed it like weeks ago. It got canceled. Splash Mountain got canceled (laughs) back in the day. So uh, there's some I think the movie that the characters are in is like problematic. So they're remaking it into a new. um, It's after I think the Princess and the Frog or something like that. So they're they're redoing it. It's gonna I imagine be the same kind of ride. But yeah, there's no Splash Mountain for at least like a year. They were selling jars of water people were scooping up oh. from it and selling online for like hundreds of dollars fuck like, yeah crazy crazy i mean crazy. i bet i the splash mountain was the first ride i went on at disney it was like i mean i went with my old grandma at the time so i went by myself and i'm sitting next to these like people from kentucky and i'm like oh i don't know any of these people and yeah i got splashed i don't want to get <laughs> wet with these people yeah like this one guy like literally this one guy i'm not kidding put down his bucket of chicken as he was getting on splash mountain <laughs> Disney is, I mean, the people at Disney are just as much the experience as the rides and the attractions and stuff like that. Did they, did you get the picture? Be like, hey guys, let's, let's all chip in on the picture here and we can like mail it to each other and share it. <laughs> let, 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 I'll take the hard copy. <laughs> let's, Give me your address. Let's be pen pals now from now on. Like I'm here by myself with my grandma. So obviously she, she's not going to go on it. So I'm going to get stuck with you people. <laughs> your old grandma, as you called her, you know, they're like, did you have a young grandma? Yeah. <laughs> or two. <laughs> marriage and she was like you know the 28 year old going after your grandpa for his money or something what are we talking about <laughs> i have no rebuttal after that <laughs> i have like a whole fan fiction in my mind about the grandma's going on. <laughs> new grandma sounds pretty hot yeah, yeah new grandma's hot. <laughs> well this is a perfect transition since we're talking about disney gotta start off with saying hashtag clem was right about this guy one guy who is going to disney is your guy who you also stood on the bat for, like Daniel Jones, young Joker, Kadarius Tony. Last time we spoke, you were the only guy in New York who was sticking up for him. Just want to hear your thoughts on him going to Disney and winning a Super Bowl. So a lot of people were, when the Giants first traded him, it was like, oh, LOL Giants. They got a third and a six for him, and he was a first-round pick the year before. And the fact that they traded that guy away when we knew how talented he was just showed that like, you know, Shane didn't give a damn about anything. And even when he made the plays in the Super Bowl, people were like, oh, Giants fans, it must hurt. I'm like, uh, 
He helped beat the Eagles. There's a thing we say in New York, and I don't know if uh, any Chicago teams say it or anyone else, but I know the Giants and the Knicks say it. Once a giant, always a giant. And Kadarius Tony is forever a giant in my mind for that touchdown and that punt return. He's like, he's done more for like the Giants franchise than like 90% of the Giants uh, <laughs> over the last like five years in my mind. Just by keeping Philadelphia off, you know, of another Lombardi trophy. That was like, so nothing but love for young Joka at this point. <laughs> like, I'm sure there's Giants fans who are scared he's going to become like, some nuclear weapon for the chiefs. And he could definitely become that, even though I think his injuries and like, I think his like off the field weirdness could prevent him from doing it. But the fact that he kept the Eagles on a thing, I'm like, he can become Tyree kill 2.0. I'm fine. Like win trade, lose trade. You cannot lose the trade when he helps topple the Eagles in the super bowl. It's like your team winning is one. All your most biggest rivals yeah. not winning is two. That's what I always say at the end of every season. If the giants didn't win the super bowl, but the the Cowboys, the Eagles, and I guess the Commanders didn't win the Super Bowl. I say this season could be better, could be worse, because those are the two spectrums, right? Could be right. better if you win, could be better if any of the other teams could be worse if any of the other teams win. You know what? Pat Mahomes gets two. Shout out Young Joker. <laughs> what a name, too. Young Joker. <laughs> it's the best, and he became my guy after that because of you, and then every week I would look at him. He was like plus a billion to score a touchdown, and he became so easy to root for, and he got absolutely snubbed out of MVP, the two <laughs> biggest plays of the game. How about Young Joker ho- hoisting the MVP trophy? That would have been phenomenal. While, while Mahomes oh. is like sitting there like, yeah, man, you got it. <laughs> he has like the little hoodie on that he wears. I don't yeah. even know what the thing is, but he always has that on. That would have been – I mean, Young Joker – uh, odds for the MVP would have been a wild number. <laughs> and the thing is, every game he's like active for next year, I'll bet him to score the first touchdown. Oh, if not, I always used to go Miko Hardman. I'm done with that now. Young Joker is the new guy. He's the guy who will probably be returning a little more and he can score in so many different ways. It's just like he might play two games the entire season. Yeah. He might get hurt in the first play of every game he plays, but he really is like Percy Harvin. He is the epitome of that. I think I said to you guys last time. He's awesome when he's healthy and when his mind is right. But those two things very seldom <laughs> are together and everything's going right. Yeah, yeah. Like Clem, literally like I watched the game with Brady, like that Eagles uh, Giants game and like, or not uh, Eagles Giants. It was the Chiefs Jaguars mm-hmm. and like, Brady, the whole game was just like, someone would yell, he'd be like, did Darius Tony score? Did Darius Tony score? <laughs> like, the whole game, like, he would walk in, grab a beer, grab something, like, come out, be like, wait, did he score? And we're like, no, he did not score. <laughs> well, you never know. He's a flash of the pan guy. When things are, when all three of those things are going right, they use him a ton. But it's seldom, like Clem said. It's very oh. seldom. <laughs> hey, Andy yeah. Reid Andy Reed gave him the blessing today. He said he's going to get a bigger role next year. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that's right. That's so, right. I saw that. And a guy like Andy Reid having a guy like that is dangerous. You yeah. know, it's really dangerous when Andy Reid has a weapon like that. So well, um, get your touchdown props ready next year, fellas. <laughs> and one more thing on that. Let's just pray Matt Nagy doesn't butcher him. Oh, no. We uh, didn't have to bring that up. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wasn't. I wasn't going to bring up the name. It wasn't. I promised myself I was not going to do that. So I'm happy you were the one who did that. <laughs> If you bet Tony, the best part is you could just start yelling Joker. Yes. <laughs> you know, just start yelling Joker. It's like one of those fun or what it, you know when guys yell Moose or something, and yeah. you get to do like that kind of thing. It's always fun to have a guy with a fun nickname that you bet on and you're rooting for. It's so great, but another thing that seldom is people understanding who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know at first when you kept saying Young Joker. I'm like, who are you talking about? You're like Kadarius Tony. I'm oh, like, man. I did not know that was his nickname. It's his rap name. His music is abysmal. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, I couldn't even like 
try to make a blog out of like being like, oh, this is great. I had to do, I did Latvian hip hop music. And I was like, oh, Porzingis is the greatest Latvian hip hop I've ever heard. But Dable actually played Kadarius Tony's music during practice, like back when he was with the team. And I was like, man, that is like a real player's first coach. If he's playing that nonsense there. Yeah. But, you know, what? Uh, he, he's st- and he still couldn't reach Tony. Tony's that they were still like, we're shipping this guy out the door for peanuts. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Like you said, once a giant, always a giant. But hey, yep. that third round pick could be another Kadarius Tony. That's, never know. That's, it's like the Peter Griffin. It could even be a boat. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll, that was, I think, Dave Gettleman's last first round pick. So it's like, I'll take a Joe Shane third round pick over a Dave Gettleman first round pick. And the only reason they went Tony is because they were supposed to get Devontae Smith, the Cowboys traded with the Eagles, which I'm to this day, I'm still angry about. I'm like, you Eagles fans, and they, you know, Devontae Smith is great. I'm like, you guys made a deal with the devil. Because I know you guys hate the Cowboys more than you even hate the Giants. And you did that to trade up because Gettleman's an idiot and completely telegraphed the pick. The entire world knows they wanted him. And you guys, I'm sure you guys play fantasy. You know when you just have like receiver, 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 and the receiver you want to get snagged right in front of you? You're taking a receiver with your next pick. Yeah. You don't yeah. have anything else. And even if you're going down like a tier, you're like, screw it. So then he's just like, uh, give me young Joker. <laughs> <laughs> give me young Joker. <laughs> oh, it's so like, good. Like the, the Giants war room that night, that's what they wanted. They're like, young Joker is the play. Yes, exactly. Oh, my God. And, again, I I can see the talent because – I like he had he had like I think basically one and a half games. He had a cowboy game, I believe in the Saints game, he had a couple of big plays. And then the first quarter of the Rams game, I think was after his like breakout. He had, I think, like 31 yards on like four catches on the first drive. I was like, oh my God, he's arrived. We saw Odell Beckham do the same thing, missed a chunk of his rookie season with injuries, and then he just became Odell Beckham Jr. in front of our eyes. I'm like, oh my God, did we get this again? And no, then he got hurt, and I don't think he saw the field like the rest of the season. It's crazy. So, uh, one more question while we're on the Giants. Would you, who would you say has done more for the Giants, Odell or Young Joka? Ooh, that's a great question because Young Joka has the Eagles, the Eagles win on his. So, all right, if we do, I'll say Odell did more for the Giants um, in his career. But if you're doing, like, net positive or negative, like, I almost feel like he's taken enough stuff away. Yeah. You know, so it's like, like, like his resume is longer. He had, like, he basically took us to the playoffs by himself in 2016. Um, he did a lot of awesome stuff. However, like, that boat picture is, like, the curse of the <laughs> Giants, right? The Eli Manning, Little Wayne interviews, which I can't believe I just, like, it's everything. <laughs> Like that really irked me. And then it kind of like started the, it was the beginning of the end for all this like crazy giant stuff that finally ended this year. And the thing is like, in the end, if they just don't hire, hire Dave Gettleman, everything ends up being all right. Um, but you know what? I, I can't, I'm going to give young Joker his love here. Hey, he there he no, but I'm not going to say he's bad. Like I, I have, I do have like a soft spot in my heart for Odell. I defended him for so many things. I remember reading finally, blogs. Yeah, like spin zoning everything under the moon. And then I was just like, and once the little Wayne, I was like, all right, like, dude, I love you. Eli got me two rings. And he's like our big dumb baby that we love so much. So I, can't <laughs> I, I even tried to defend him when he was on the plane, like before we all knew all the other stuff of that video, when it was just the report about him, like falling asleep, like from a couple months ago. And I started like, oh, you know, like who among us doesn't want to be, you know, seatbelts. What is they going to do on an airplane? Like you're going to die if it's crazy. Exactly. Anyway. 
And then I was just, and then I read like uh, how like they had to like stop the whole plane and basically delayed like the entire plane from leaving. And I was like, all right, Odell, I'm not defending you right now. I'm not spin zoning anything right now. You're not even a giant. Like that's a dickhead move, man. What's wrong with you, bro? Now, if he signs with the Giants next year, and based on like the way the free agency class and the draft class is looking, he's probably going to be like our best option for the amount of stuff we'd have to give up for at least a number one for 2023. I'm going to just like, I'm going to just give my love to Odell. I'm going to like start, you know, if you ever have the girl you want to get back together with, I'm going to just start remembering the good times right now. Oh no, I hear you. Hey, and speaking of the free agency class, does it worry you that Saquon like is the odds on favorite, like the odds on favorite team is the bears for him to sign with? Is that really it? Yeah. Bears are plus 200. Yeah. Giants are oh, plus that, 450. That makes me so happy. That makes me so like, I, oh, I, I, fuck. I'm, sh- I'm shocked you guys would do that. Cause I, I thought Khalil Herbert would be like a perfectly fun guy. And then you could kind of like get a, like a Khalil, like a one in one, a thing. Like, I don't think he'd be a number one by any means, but you have to understand when Saquon Barkley goes to free agency, if the giants don't resign him, which I do feel like is a possibility. There's just a big dumb idiot in our division who is, loves to spend money and draft picks on running backs. And if Saquon Barkley is wearing a Dallas Cowboys helmet, it will crush me to the bottom of my soul. And I don't think they would do it because they're pretty smart the way they build their team. But he's went to Penn State. And if he went to the Eagles by some chance, and they're like, we really need to make this offense extra explosive, that would kill me. Going to the Bears would almost be the best case scenario, other than like that Soldier Field turf that ripped his knee apart, you goddamn jerks, a few years ago. Yeah, that was I had him in fantasy. That was heartbreaking. Yeah, <laughs> it was brutal. I'm just glad to know that we'll still be friends if Saquon comes to Chicago. Nothing but love. Like, just like, again, I know this is a fresh wound. Just like Kaner coming to New York. You guys said I could call him Kaner. <laughs> I'm going to take care of him as well as I can here. You guys take care of Saquon if he goes over there. And nothing but love. We're going to be rooting for our guys on the other side. You know, I and trust me, I know a lot of Giants fans were the gobble Yankee fans and all that. I am not that. You guys know I'm a Mets fan. I do, oh, not, yeah. I do not like those kind of people. They are the bane of my existence. So just know, like, there is a good group of us, like, down on our like Mets fans that also root for the Giants that will uh you know that are also Rangers fans that will you know cherish Kaner and I know you guys would take good care of Saquon. Who else is in the mix right now? Uh I like believe, the odds. Uh let me pull it up. I know the Bears were first and the surprisingly I think the Cardinals were on the list. Yeah, the Cardinals and Bears are both t- plus 200. Oh, I'm almost positive. That is best case scenario. As <laughs> long as the Cowboys and Eagles are nowhere near that list, I'm fine. Like, he could go to the Jets, I don't care. He could go to any other team. And if he thrives somewhere else, I'd be fine with it too. Like it's it really is like a Gettleman Kettleman is like Thanos. Like <laughs> Thanos caused so much like death and destruction and heartache that they're still cleaning up the mess. All these like movies later from what he did. That's kind of what Gettleman is. And like Saquon getting drafted too high, kind of pricing himself out of this new regimes, like plans would be like the final thing. And him being a good dude that could still put up numbers, but he didn't quite do enough last season when it really mattered for some of the time. That's why I won't lose any sleep. I honestly just wish him the best, no matter where he is, as long as it's not with the Cowboys or Eagles. I, I would. What say- about the bills? Oh, I would love him to go to the Bills. I was actually, if there was rumors of the Giants trading him, and I was like, I don't want them to trade him, because I thought, you know, we were kind of like, we were in first place for like the entire, or not first place, we were like in the playoffs the entire season, basically, we were in the race. And I was like, if we somehow got rid of him, 
the Bills would be my number one choice because I, I don't know about you guys. I feel like everyone roots for the Bills when their team's out of it. It's like, that's just a good fan base. They're fun guys. Like, let them get the, off the schneid, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I completely agree. Yeah, because they, the, they were the third team on the list. And it's just like, I don't know how they have the cap space to do that unless Saquon chooses to take a pay cut or yeah. they, like, structured something in where he just gets a crazy big signing bonus and it's, like, a long-term, cheaper deal and it's, like, super front-loaded. But, yeah, exactly, because there, I know, yeah, their situation, Allen's getting paid now, Diggs is already getting paid. I know they're losing some of the cap in terms of, like, Von Miller and stuff like that, but the thing is, they could get funky with it and, and probably make it work. So, I, that is, like, almost best-case scenario in itself. It's like, and, you know, Dable and, and Shane and them are cool with the Bills. So, yeah, if, boys, keep giving, like, Cardinals, that's like Jacob DeGrom. Like, he left my beautiful Mets for the Rangers. It's like, and I will not think about him, like, for the rest of my life. Saquon going to um, Arizona, I'll see him, like, three times a year on Red Zone. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically the equivalent of getting sent off to pasture. It's like, go. Like, yeah, exactly. A new start. Exactly. You and Kyler and that weird new coach who came from Philadelphia. I don't know what his, that guy's deal is. But I genuinely, though, like how you just Michael said, like. <laughs> genuinely how you said about Philly, though. I don't know how you guys at Barstool put up with the Philly fans. Like, we were all just going for them to lose. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I, I, okay. Other than Pat. Other yeah. than Pat. I'm sorry. <laughs> So, I mean, the thing about it is obviously I, it's, it's so hard to like separate myself from it because my fan, like a lot of times, like Giants fans are usually uh, Yankees fans. So they'll be all against Boston, right? Because Yankees and Giants where I'm a Mets fan. I love Boston because they hate the Yankees. So it's like <laughs> I but the Phillies, that is the, you know, center of my hatred because the like 07, 08 Phillies were just motherfuckers against my Mets. And then the Eagles are just always in the mix. You guys know, like, it's like crazy. They're just always, they'll have one year where they win like two games. They'll get like a quarterback and then they reload and then they're just back at it. So I, I hate them, but I also like, I appreciate the Philly fans because they're cut from the same cloth as us Northeasterners kind of, not kind of jerks. We are jerks. We're loud. We're obnoxious. They are just like, that on on like the Barry Bonds 2001 steroids, right? So they are the like gold standard of of Northeast scumbaggery. So I don't, <laughs> I, I appreciate them. I really do. I don't want to see them win. And I seeing them get so close. And what was it? They lost three championships in 99 days. Mwah, that was beautiful. They, they, they did have that rotisserie chicken. That guy ate a rotisserie chicken yeah. for what 40 days in a row. That's right. That's right. They had, <laughs> they had those. I forgot about the rotisserie chicken guy. And then they let us goes uh, world series, MLS cup, super bowl. And then I think something, I think something actually like good happened to them. I don't remember what it was, but it was something good. And I was like, ah, oh, they got one finally good for them. You know, you know, they, they're, oh, they're getting fine. Trey Turner. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it's just like that. Trust me. I'm a Mets fan. I have like a two, Dan 40 ish uh, starting pitchers having Trey Turner. It's like that guy scares the ever living crap out of me. Agreed. But, like, he could also just get hurt tomorrow. So, yeah. so you know, with, and, and Har- Harper, I've had Bryce Harper since his rookie year in fantasy base with my keeper. Like, this is the first year I'm not keeping him. It's going to be so weird. And it's like, I can see the path where Philly, it just all goes wrong. I, I think they gave him a 12 year deal too, right? Yep. 12 years, like, 350. Woo, that's a lot of money for Trey Turner. A lot, a lot of years more than anything. Yeah. And that kind of brings me into my next question. Are you at all concerned about the average age of like your pitching staff right now? Yeah. I said, we started up our, our, we got to believe Mets podcast the other day. And we just did like a little spring training check-in 
and I said basically the Mets pitching like obviously you have Scherzer and, and Verlander who are 40 ish right I think one's 40 one's 38 and then even like the two three uh the three four five I think Sanga's 30 Carrasco and Quintana are like 34 35 and it's like usually the teams that win they're like they have that young fireballer guy I said it's like buying like a really nice house but it like is in a flood zone and it's like hmm. if things go bad it's going to go very bad and it's going to go <laughs> catastrophic. But, if, you know, there is a chance everything could just be fine and they're going to assure you that everything looks good and those two guys are horses. I know that. But I also know, like, Max didn't look good at the end of the season last year. We had the oblique thing pop up twice. Verlander, thank God, won that last World Series game, which kind of gives him a little extra love for Mets fans because he just is coming off of beating the Phillies in the World Series. Oh, there you go. Um, but, yeah, I I have been a Mets fan long enough to, like – see like you as a as a, and i think i imagine like bears fans probably pick up on this and i imagine the cubs before they won the world series like you look for the warts before you look for like the nice parts of your team and they like you could just figure out what that problem is oh be yeah all season before opening day and yeah a bunch of guys in their 30s and 40s being your like most important pitchers even the bullpen is stacked with older arms and you're just like Yikes! It's a yeah. young man's game, baseball. Hey, but Edwin Diaz, I I know you're you're a fantasy baseball guy. He's by far the number one closer now. And I mean, I feel like me and Cliff got like a little simpatico with you because we're White Sox fans. Mm-hmm. We're always looking for the warts, and we're like we're always the little <laughs> brother. So it's there. There is a degree of like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I disagree. There are no warts. It's all gems on the White Sox right now. <laughs> all baseball season starting up soon. Uh, I can't wait to see all my beautiful fellows playing out up there, putting their heart and soul out there for Chicago. Um, nothing's going to go wrong. Nothing can go Ever. wrong. Um, it's all rainbows and sunshines over here for the uh, Chicago White Sox. It's the best part of wrestling training. It's just you could just convince. I, I said it's. Uh, getting ready for another baseball season. It's like women who forget all the pain of childbirth. And like, I want to have another kid. It's like, dude, do you remember those nine months of hell? Yeah. By like the night of then like the stitches and then this and that and the recovery. Like, no, 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 but another baby is going to be great. That's what a baseball season. We, we went around the room and I was like, everyone make like a promise to yourself. If you want to make for a spring training. And mine is I'm not going to like debate with random idiot fans about like trying to convince them Francisco Lindor is good anymore. I'm just not going to do it. He was like, probably top five of the MVP race last year. I'm just not going to do it. And like today I was already being like throwing out stats from fans <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. It is like a, a sickness, but like the, the closer, I mean, Diaz was so cool last year. It was so fun. Uh, we were in on Diaz early because we, we knew about his song when they, sw- in 2020, a Mets writer, Tim Healy was like, Oh my God, Mets fans. Like, no one's here because obviously the pandemic, no one could come to the stadium. But he's like, Edwin Diaz's entrance song is like the greatest thing ever. And Mets fans are going to go crazy when they're in the stands to hear it next season. And I'm like, so I like look it up, Timmy Trumpet, uh, Narco. And I listen to it first. I'm like, Edwin Diaz is fixed. We fixed Edwin <laughs> Diaz. <laughs> 2019. I wrote a whole blog about it. I was like, this guy is going to be incredible. The fans are going to go. I called the 2022 season back in 2020. I told you exactly how everything was going to play out. It's the only, like, because I, I don't, like, those stats I'm looking at on fangraphs, I don't know what I'm looking at half the time. And all, these <laughs> things, all these, like, nerds tell me. I kind of act like I know what I'm talking about. I have, a, like, the, the the juju, the gut check kind of thing. Just, like, you show me Bobby Jenks, I'd be like, oh, the White Sox are going to run right now because a big old fat dude is the kind of guy that would take a, a franchise like the White Sox to the World Series. And just like that Edwin Diaz, like, crazy song, I knew it was going to be a hit to the point where, like, we were even, like, 
bringing Timmy Trumpet to do this live felt like a terrible idea. And the fact it worked out is one of the like biggest like signs that the Steve Cohen era is going to be okay. Because like if Will Pines happened, he would have given up like the game tying and game winning home run, <laughs> came down with like a, a hurt elbow, and that would have been the last we ever saw of Evan Diaz. It would have been LOL Mets all over again. So the fact that somehow worked out. Um, and by the way, I know this guy. You guys know him a lot more than I do. I know I will probably won't get Diaz. Uh, Classe, Emmanuel Classe, yeah. right? Is it Classe? Belfy. That guy is fucking awesome. Dude, he's got like a 98 mile an hour slider. It's insane. Same with Johan Duran from the, the Twins. I mean, he's kind of a sleeper for fantasy, but. Keep it coming, man. I, I, I'm so lost in fantasy and I always had my draft. And I'm like, well, I didn't take a look at in the last like five years. I just don't look. I just go off a of gut and I finish in like sixth place every year because of it. I remember <laughs> you said last year that you just love, obviously Ronald Acuna is a superstar where you're like, I hate the Braves, but he dresses so cool. You're he's like, he's so cool looking. He's so cool looking when he gets in the box. <laughs> he has like highlighter, like, el- like elbow sleeve and all that. And you're just like, man. If that guy was my like team's best player, I'd be like so proud of him. <laughs> I, I would dress guy. like him every day at work. I would show up in full <laughs> uniform with the elbow guard, with the necklace and everything. Baseball is one of those funny things too. We just take a step back, like that's how that guy like just shows up to the ballpark every day, and it's just it, like it's an absurd look if you just take you know, 10,000 feet up. But when you're in it and you're playing a kid's game, it's like, that is awesome. That yeah. is the coolest thing I've ever seen. You're eating sunflower seeds, right? It's crazy, man. Uh, Clem, you mentioned the, the We Gotta Believe pod. And it's something I've followed, you know, the last couple of years about a civil war going on with you guys and a certain Met fan at Barstool headquarters. We won't say his name, but he's pretty negative about the Mets. It is the most <laughs> yeah. entertaining thing on the internet. He is, he is, he is one of a kind, man. He's, he's, in, I heard him say on a stream that he's like, I'm really going to steer into being like the bad guy on Mets Twitter. So I was like, he said that like last year, that's his like baseball. You guys know baseball season is hard enough to get through when you're just like in your thoughts and with like rational minded fans, I can't do it. I muted my guy. I used to mute him during the season. He's it's a all year round thing with him now. So it just, <laughs> it's just a mute thing. Like the guy, love the guy, but as a Mets fan, like, I just, I can't do it. He, he, people always reference the Randy Quaid fan from Major League Two. <laughs> it's like, if you knew a guy like that in real life, you wouldn't want to be around him. <laughs> that, that, that's a movie. That is a very separate thing. Um, but I don't even say it's a civil war. He does his thing. We do our thing. We exist in different bubbles. When we have to be in the same room for games, that's quite another uh, issue. But uh, in, in, during the season, the man lost a bet to me. He welched on the bet, like, he has to make do on the bet to me for us to ever consider it. Like, you know, we're back to normal yet. Cause I, I took that a little, there's like very few things in life that, that upset me when someone welches on a bet and then welches on, if I don't do right by this bet, I'll do this. Like that is like almost dead to me kind of stuff. Yeah. That, uh, the James, for the listeners who don't know, who are you talking about? One Frank, the tank. Fleming. There you go. Thank uh, you. Uh, <laughs> Just so everybody listening can know who we're talking. Uh, no, but uh, the, the clip last year, it's like after you guys lost the division or like you got or out of the division, going to the wild card where he just hucks you guys out and he comes in behind Meek Phil and like you guys are recording and you, you and him, you, you're like, where's your Braves hat? You made a bet. You're like, and you guys start screaming at each other. KFC's laughing. And then 
it kind of dies down, but he just comes in with the dagger and goes, House of the Dragon sucks, Clem. And the look <laughs> on your face, you just like, your eyes go red. You're like, don't you talk about my beloved dragons. And then it just turns into you two fighting about time jumps and House of the Dragon. So we go from Mets to House of the Dragon. And it's just, it's probably my favorite clip on the internet because he you just oh. get so mad. I, I try to like, we always try to keep a calm, like rationale around him because he'll just drive you nuts. He, that's, that's what he does. I don't know if he means to do it, but he just, he, he gets the whole room hyped up and it's just, everyone's on pins and needles. And then someone just explodes. It happened on our streams a bunch of times. And yeah, I just remember I was like, don't you dare. You're a fraud, sir. Good day. I'm trying to good day him out of the room. basically. And then he good got day. on because I, I watched, I had House of the Dragons on as I was watching um, the Mets game. I was, it was, we had Dedication. a live podcast. We had to go live and we get like, we have thousands of people who are watching live. It's like a legit thing. So I'm like, I can't just bail on Robbie. KFC was out that week. So it was me, Robbie and Nick Hamilton who went on. So then he got on me all the time. Oh, you care about dragons more than the Mets. I'm like, I watched them both at the same time. Then that guy left a Dolphins playoff game early. <laughs> go back to New York. I don't ever want to hear about me watching two shows at the same time, <laughs> which can easily be done because the old baseball rules without the speed up clock and all that, you can watch like a full baseball, like House of Dragons, like two innings at that point. You're barely even having yeah. to pay attention, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, I don't even know what to expect from uh, him that season. But I I can say it now, it's easier said than done. Like, I'm just going to let him exist. He's just going to be a negative person. Like, if you can't I, – I personally think if you can't enjoy, like, an 101-wing team dur while during the regular season before getting into the absolute crapshoot that is the playoffs when a team like the Phillies can just get hot to the World Series, yeah. then, like, what's the point? I If I was you guys, like a White Sox fan and a Cubs fan, I'd be offended – like, I would be offended as a Mets fan in the old Mets – if I saw like how people were treating this new Mets team with this, like you have an owner that cares, you have like a good payroll, you have good players. I'm like, what are pirates fans thinking when people are complaining about, we didn't win five of seven games this week. Like, it's just crazy to me, man. I, I remember where I came from and it ain't a fucking pretty place. Yeah. <laughs> I am hoping we get an owner like Steve Cohen. I cannot stand Jerry Reinsdorf and he owns two of our teams. I'm praying to God you guys get, Oh, stuff because there's two things here one jerry reinsdorf again goes back to the bulls haunted my life so i kind of hate him for that you guys not your fault that's that, that obviously the other thing <laughs> thank you <laughs> steve cohen uh, like he was one of the four owners that voted against steve cohen coming in probably because he's a cheap asshole he knew what cohen would spend and like probably end up like raising the salaries of players and all that stuff um i don't know if i want him i want him just to get beaten by cohen but I, I want White Sox fans to be, like, rid of him. So I don't know how that all works. But, no, I'm with you guys. A fist I, fight. I, I, I He's pretty that, old. <laughs> Just a full father fist time. fight. Father time is undefeated. <laughs> That's true. I Sons of a rebate, baby. I, you guys are <laughs> very few people. Like, there is a bond. It's very hard to get two little brother baseball franchises in a baseball town where the, where the big brother, like, just had so much more – acclaim like the Cubs didn't win like the Yankees did but they always were like the favorite sons of the city and obviously the Yankees basically forever are just like would always win my whole childhood was them winning World Series so like we are from very few people have experienced what Mets fans and White Sox fans have experienced we are from like the same cloth and the fact that we're kind of like we just like got a lottery ticket and we're like man we got like a nice house now there's running water we can take showers <laughs> and hot water it just feels so much better and i want you guys to live that like same life and if that happens 
you're going to have your own he who shall not be named. You'd be like, this fucking guy is still complaining about shit that happened five years ago. <laughs> and it's going to drive you crazy. You guys will know what it's like. I hope you guys can get to that point where you know what I've been going through, trying to get all these just negative <laughs> asshole Mets fans off my back. Oh, I can imagine. And you- some people try and say it's just sports. <laughs> we got running hot water now. <laughs> you brought up the uh, the pitch clock and how it's going to be a little bit quicker around these days. How excited are you that uh, we still can't watch every game we want to, but look at how big those bases are going to be. <laughs> oh, man. Did you see all the, like, beat writers and everything taking pictures of them? They were, like, amazed. Yeah. They were, like, taking out the rulers. There was one. And, again, this is Mets fan, old Mets fan, broken Mets fan brain being, like, someone's going to, like, blow out a knee sliding in the second, expecting the base to be a half of an <laughs> shorter. And, then like, that's how I'm I'm going to think that. Or it's, like, we always had kind of a problem keeping runners on. And you're going to think, well, this is just going to lead to more stolen bases. Granted, that I think Cindergard was always a guy who just used to get run on constantly. Um, but it, I'm always thinking of how this is going to end up hurting us the most. Scherzer, Scherzer, I think, struck out a guy in, like, 27 seconds the other day. He was just like, boom. Strike, boom, strike, boom, strike, and just like ran off the mound. It was like that's yeah. how I'm gonna deal with the new clock. So I'm interested to see how these like different pitchers adjust. Because uh, Jose Quintana, uh, two thirds of an inning, five earned, he didn't adjust very well today. We're just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> oh sheesh, that's brutal. Yeah. Against the Astros, though, so I'll chalk it up to a little bit of the clock, a little bit the Astros, and just completely ignore that he might have just had an out of body experience with like the baseball machine that is the Cardinals last year. <laughs> Again, because you have to talk. It's spring training. If I can't believe in magic now, when yeah. can I believe it? <laughs> when you when you were saying um, once a giant, always a giant. I I'm in a very me and Brez are in a very very tough position with Jose Abreu being on the Astros. Mm. So I do not think that applies in this situation. <laughs> um, but what would your take be? So I'm trying to think of like beloved guys that went to rival teams. Um, and but like Abreu is like a little more than that than the guy. Like I'm thinking of Daniel Murphy. He went to the Nationals, right? And the Nationals aren't how, like what are the Astros on your like hate rankings in terms of rivalry? Uh, They've sunned us in yeah. our last two playoff appearances. They don't think they're rivals with us. We think we're <laughs> rivals with them, even though we yeah. beat them in 05 when they were in the National League. Yeah. So your World Series doesn't <laughs> count. Oh my God, that's true. Yeah. Shout out Scott Pasednik. <laughs> uh, it's like the hammer and the nail the the hammer does consider the nail the rival like who like who are the white Sox biggest like a- al central rivals like the twins guardians kind of a- guardians yeah, and the it, twins that makes sense yeah the guardians for sure um so like that's kind of weird because it almost feels it almost feels like very much like the daniel murphy thing with the nationals if like murph had a few more years with the mets like he had that playoff run yeah like, he was he was the like Cubs. the epitome of the Mets where he was just like bumbling all over the place. He'd hit, but he'd just make just comical gas in the field, running <laughs> the bases. Um, the Giants, the other Steve Smith went to the Eagles, which hurt. Um, I'm trying Steve to think Smith. of, there's not a lot of guys that I like went to our rivals that I could think of, but the fact that it's not like he went to the guardians and he's now going to be an absolute monster. Right. What's, what's the dude, uh, the dude from major league two with the little shimmy. Doesn't he go to the White Sox in it? Oh, shoot. What is his name? Yes, he did go to the White Sox in it. He goes to the White Sox. Yeah. And that's a big old rivalry. I that's wonder a- how those fictional Indians fans dealt with it. <laughs> <laughs> All those extras. Parker, right? Yeah. Parker? 
I've, Parkman. Jack I, Parkman. Yes, yes, yes. I've, I've only seen the first one. As bad as it sounds, I've only seen the first one. Oh, my God. First one, first one, in my opinion, is the greatest sports movie ever. And I don't think it's particularly even close. I think that is by far, like, comedy-wise, just like sports-wise, it is the number one by far. Two is just a little too clean for me. The best part about one is they had, like, those things that were, like, rated R. You weren't sure if you should be watching them in a sports movie. They don't have that in two. So I would watch it, but, like... You're not missing a ton, I will say that. I yeah. feel like you disrespected Remember the Titans really hard right there. I love Remember the Titans. Again, like, the fact that they were able to pull off a Major League Baseball movie so well in the 80s. You're like, right. That was so, and, you know, like, they, there's a couple, like, things that don't match up with, like, the way baseball worked. But, like, in some baseball movies, you'd have, like, NL teams playing AL teams. And that was before NL League playing. Like, what are we doing right now, you know? Yeah. They kind of, they, they got a lot of stuff pretty on point with that and i was just and again like i was like way too young to be watching that movie the first time yeah. i saw it so i was getting my curse words when they ripped the little uh things off you see the booby tassels like you know, <laughs> a nice little, couple little pings i mean the whole thing with like uh dorn's wife like there's a lot of things that a little kid should have been watching so i do have like an extra special it has an extra special place in my heart um but uh, going back to the question though a break like so is it a can you really be mad at Abreu or should you be mad at go just put it back on Ryan's road? Cause at some point I realized as a Mets fan, I, my buddy, I literally named him crazy Met fan. Cause the first time I met him, <laughs> he trashed his room after Armando Benitez gave up a game tying a home run to the giants in the 2000 world uh, NL, NLDS. Um, I still remember to this day and he, uh, I forgot. I forgot my train of thought of this. I called him crazy Met fan. Where is I going? Uh, something about Abreu, and <laughs> I can I give you guys my two cents on like the whole Abreu thing as a Sox yes. fan and as a fantasy baseball guy. <laughs> yeah, I am not mad at Jose for Rick Hahn's incompetence. We drafted first baseman with first round picks in the top five, two out of three years in a row. We had a left-handed first baseman playing right field most of last year with Gavin Sheets. We want Andrew Vaughn to play first base. And they were just like, Jose, you're a little bit too old, even though you've been the heart and soul of this team for the last, I don't know, decade. And right at this point, I'm rooting for Jose Abreu personally. And he is a huge value in fantasy baseball drafts right now. He's like the 15th or he's like the 15th or 16th first baseman off the board in fantasy baseball drafts. And he's going to be hitting fourth in the Astros lineup in a more hitter friendly left field. So like if you, if you uh, forget the name, uh, what the statistic was, but he hit 15 home runs with the white Sox last year, which was the lowest number in his entire tenure as a white Sox. Mm -hmm. Okay. His projected home runs would have been 27 or 22 with the Astros, like in with the offense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You took a while to get there, but you got there. Yeah. Um, I the, took the a whole really thing long is time to get there. The Astros have won the World Series. They're pieces of shit, and one of our favorite players is on their team. That's the problem. I think it's hard to <laughs> know. I think you, I think you I'm missed rooting the for entire Jose. thing. I hate the Astros and want them to lose. But I know, but, but I think you missed nine. the entire thing. I think <laughs> okay. you just created I, a new thing. It's an unprecedented thing, and you can't really compare anything to it, is because. 
I don't know. I I can't remember any time that there's a team like the Astros that is rivals to everybody. Right. Like we can go <laughs> yeah, outside of division, so it's hard to compare. Like, does what other team in sports is everybody just hated? No, no, no. I, I would like I would like to step in here. Uh, I am a Mets fan. I love the Houston Astros. They are my second favorite team <laughs> by far. Because <laughs> <laughs> they took the Yankees out of the playoff multiple times. Times when I thought the Yankees could win the World Series. And then they beat the Phillies. I'm still mad at them for, I think, the Braves beat them. So I'm, like, a little upset about that. Whatever. I can get over that. Nonetheless, they beat them. They beat the Phillies. They beat the Yankees. The And it pissed. And, and like, Yankees fans hate them so goddamn much. <laughs> okay, it that is pretty funny how much they hate joy. them. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. And it's, like... And you just don't have to dig deep. And it's like, yeah, the Yankees are doing shady stuff too. The Red Sox doing shady stuff. I'm sure the Mets are doing shady stuff. We were hiring Beltran as our manager. And Cohen was probably like, this guy probably has some really good stuff. Let's not fire him. And the Wolpons fired him anyway. Which then, I, I remembered my crazy Met fan point. I apologize for forgetting it. But first of all, I didn't realize you guys basically were trying to fill Abreu's position for like the last three years. And you just couldn't do it. But at some point, like during the dark days of the Mets, I'm trying to think of which period, there's many of them, probably like in like the 2018-ish season, I said, why do I why do I hate like the Braves and the Phillies and the Nationals for beating the shit out of us? I should be mad at the Mets and in this case the Wilpons, because they're the reason we can't be better. And as look at Steve Cohen. The Mets have Cohen. He's finally been able to put his system in place. 101 wins his second, you know, year as an owner, first yeah. full season as an owner. Put your hatred towards, you can put it towards the GM, you can put it towards the players, but guess what? Those players are going to change, that GM is going to change, the manager is going to change. You're going to then hate the new guys, you're going to blame this guy, that guy. The only thing that will make a difference is the guy hiring all those people, and it literally just comes down to the owner. It is that simple in baseball. It is that simple, I'm telling you. I have a rant about it in like 2018 or 19. I said this whole thing about the Wilpons, I'm like, you get rid of them and everything's going to be better, and granted... The Mets could suck this year, but 101 wins, that's the most wins I've ever seen in my life for my baseball team. It's crazy how quickly it does. So I appreciate give give Jose Bray a little bit of leeway. And that's coming from a guy who loves the Astros, admittedly. I <laughs> I appreciate what you're trying to do. I will not be taking any of that advice. We didn't even okay. tender him. No, he, I just don't want to see him happy with a huge dip in his mouth hanging out with Jose Altuve. With his super tiny Bregman. teeth. Yeah. I just don't want to see him all dancing in the dugout with Jose Altuve. That's what I don't want to see. Yeah. And I'm gonna see it. I'm going to see him on my fantasy baseball team after that like breakdown. Though. I'll tell you that I'm drafting Jose Abreu. <laughs> Let's yeah. go, Cloud! Jose Abreu next year and how he did for me on my fantasy baseball team. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then it's like like with the Mets, how you just brought up 101 wins. You're like, the Mets did not lose that division. They did not have this epic collapse. The Atlanta Braves were just a little bit better. That is something how everyone like on baseball Twitter was just like, oh, the Mets with the most epic collapse. I'm like, no, the Atlanta Braves just didn't fucking lose a game. The Mets had 101 wins. It was the best division in baseball last year. It was sorcery, man. It was absolute sorcery. And, like, <laughs> I, like the, what the Braves did from, like, whatever that May 1st on is, is out of this world. The Mets still played, like, 650 ball or 600 ball during that time. The only time I'd say if, like, it, did you think the Mets, like, might have choked a little? I will say, like, that, that series in Atlanta when they got swept. They just had to win one game. They couldn't win one game. That felt like a choke. When you have your three best pitchers on the mound, that felt like a choke. But everything else was just like, shit, man, tip your cap to those guys. Those guys are awesome. And no one talks about this because no one really thought about them until they made the World Series. The Mets 
kicked the ever-living shit out of the Phillies last year. They beat the crap out of them. They came back in the ninth. I think they scored seven in the ninth one game. They had this other crazy game with, like, Canna was hitting, like, bombs to, like, tie the game up, win the game. They beat the Phillies. They they blew them out. They beat them in every different way you could. And it's just, like, the Braves got hot at the right time. They beat up on some bad teams for a little. But then they won the games they were supposed to win. When the Mets, like, Mets had to win a game in Oakland with the Grom on the mound, they lost. And it's just, like, sometimes you – you just can't get it, man. That's the one thing. Like, you can't say this on Twitter these days because it's always like people trying to dunk on you. But it's just like, shit, man. The Braves were just fucking awesome last year when they had to be. You know. Dip, dip, yeah. I hope they don't do it again, though, man. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Their core is scary, though, and they got it locked up for a long time. Brez, it's not the point. We're rooting against them. Yeah. No, I know we are. We're actively rooting against the Braves. We, no, it's they like they just sign these guys for pennies on the dollar. You're just like, how do it's a. Uh, uh, what's his name? Riley. Uh, Austin Paul. Riley. They no, got Austin. Uh, Aaron Paul in uh, Breaking Bad. He can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> Every single time that, like, you know, Michael Harris the second signs for, like, eight years, you know, $20 million. You're like, what? He's going to be getting that annually if he just waited a couple of years for his arbitration, man. It's just so, but, man, they're, they're a machine. Whatever they're doing down there is working. And then Acuna is going to come up this year where this elbow guard is going to be made of platinum gold. <laughs> you're just like, yep, you're like, they got platinum gold elbow cards. Maybe that's where all the money's going to all their cool gear. Like, all these guys are like, we'd rather have cool gear. Or maybe they're hiring them as, like, assistant hitting coach as well, and that guy gets paid, you know, three times the money that the player's getting paid. So they're doing it where he's kind of has two jobs in the organization, one without a salary or a luxury tax and one with a luxury tax. That's, like, the smart way to go about it. Okay. Oh, damn. We're just going to hire really good hitting coaches. It just broke my brain a little bit. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. That's that's the way to do it. I was thinking, like, Daniel Jones, you're the new quarterback coach of the Giants, as well as the quarterback of the Giants. There you go. <laughs> $1 million minimum we're signing our quarterback. It's better than a rookie contract, right? And you're in. There you go. Wow. <laughs> Then Jose should have definitely stayed. God damn it. I think you would be Jerry Reinsdorf's favorite person in the world. (laughs) Hey, Jerry, I got a way to save you billions. Yes, I did it with a B. (laughs) Jerry, I know this high school hitting coach out in New York. He's really good. You should have him as your hitting coach. Bring him on in. It's like it's like. it's like in Dumb and Dumber when they say uh, when they're picking up the hitchhikers, it's like those people want to ride too. Pick them up. Pick them up. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, club. Well, we may have to like stricken this one from the record and start pitching it to franchise. Be like, how do you want to save? Like baseball <laughs> owners will be like, I could save that much money. Like, all right. $10 million, sign the contract, and then, like, non-disclosure, and then we'll tell you our plan. And I guarantee someone – like, are you telling me, like, Billy Bean wouldn't run with this in Oakland or something like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he would have. But does, but it's only if he got on base. Yeah. My <laughs> high school – or my, my college roommate played baseball in Baltimore growing up at a private school, and Cal Ripken Jr. was one of their high school baseball coaches. That's fucking insane. Could you imagine? Like, why doesn't he have a job with the Baltimore Orioles? Yeah. Probably doesn't want it. He's coaching a baseball team. He spent a lot of time He went to high school with (laughs) Gavin Sheets. Like, played a lot of games, and that ballpark's probably got a little redundant. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, you give him, like, all he has to do is is stand in the box. Yeah, but we're talking about coaches that will also play. I know. Yeah, but you got to have a player who isn't 80 years old, Cal Ripken. You got to yeah. have an active player. I already brought him up. Jose Abreu. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
<laughs> he would probably do it too. He would. Yeah. And we just lost our entire Cuban pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> Clem's going to go to bed tonight like saying, Jose Abreu, what? Jose Abreu, what? Like- 15th round. I'm circling them now. I don't I don't know any. I literally, like, I draft guys. I don't even know what arm they throw or hit with. I'm just like, this guy looks good. <laughs> Jose Abreu, 15th round. I know going to when I wake up that morning of the draft, I'm getting him. So that's the one. It's nice to have a plan going into a draft. Jose Abreu <laughs> in the 15th round is my plan. It's <laughs> the, the 120 name, the RBI. Test, the name test is humongous in fantasy drafts, especially baseball with so oh many God, guys yeah. on your team. You got to go based on names. Oh, yeah. Jose Abreu passes. 100% yeah. he passes the name <laughs> test for sure. It's going to suck watching him have like a semi-career year. He's not going to hit all the home runs, but his – his on-base percentage and see that's what you just you just argued for my point (laughs) no i I know you legit just said exactly what i was saying it sucks because everyone's gonna have to pitch to him when he was on the socks nobody had to pitch to him ever that's fair you guys are making me hate jose abreu actually good all right then my job is done uh next topic (laughs) go uh, one more thing, Clem. Tomorrow, big day for people like you, me, Brady, I think, too, is involved. Mandalorian Season 3 tomorrow. Are we ready? Bum, bum. I am, <laughs> I am ready. I'm also, like, I, I hate bringing this up, but, like, ever since 2020, March dates, day, days, months, nothing makes sense anymore. <laughs> the fact tomorrow's March 1st, 2023 just breaks my brain. Yeah. And the, I, I, this one stuck up on me. I don't know why. I, maybe they didn't do like a full court, like marketing press, but I just can't believe that tomorrow is a new Mando season. It, it's just, it feels very odd, I guess. Cause we kind of had like a half a Mando season in book of Boba Fett. Um, but True. I am, I'm, I'm hyped. I heard the first episode's 36 minutes, which is really weird. That seems kind of short, but, uh, I'm stoked. I, our little beautiful baby is back in our life. Smiles every smiling Wednesday is what we got back in our lives. I'm very happy. Before you got to call me maybe by Carly Rae Jebson as your walk up song, you started with the Mandalorian. So when it yep. comes on at first, you just envision yourself getting in the box. Yep, I'm getting the uh, batting gloves tightened up there, going in. I probably would be such a little baby. I'd see the clock and being worried about the clock and all that. So the clock would definitely get in my mind. But, yeah, the, the Mando song would kind of calm me down. So I think uh, that that would be a good one for this one. Like, could you just imagine, like, uh, City Field, like, boom, boom, Clem stepping in the box, and, like, it's just playoff, October, rocking. Oh, you I, have... I don't. I I, I I picture myself when you're talking like entrance songs and stuff. I think it's because of the guy I talked about before. Like I always pictured myself as like a reliever, like a big Bobby Jenks coming in <laughs> and that song playing and stuff. That would be my uh, road to the show guy is I would always make myself a closer because <laughs> I, I don't want to pitch like seven innings every time. Yeah. So it's just like, we're just going to come in. We're going to go full, full uh, torque, 100% for like the inning of, and I ha- and that I have. And it's high leverage, basically, every time you're in the game as the closer, right? So yeah. that, that was the way I would go. So I'm thinking, dun-dun, and then City <laughs> Field's just coming. I mean, basically going from that to the trumpets with Diaz, because I'll be honest, I wouldn't be good enough to replace Diaz as closer. So <laughs> I'll take the setup, man, for Edwin Diaz in this in this scenario. That's not a bad scenario yeah. at all. It's like a be- it's like a second string quarterback. All you got to yeah. do is just keep the big guy healthy. The best part was Adam Adam Adovino had the best quote. He's like, "I love the guy. He's like, I could stink. He just come in, strike everyone out, and then they'd be like, oh, we won today.' Can't <laughs> <laughs> have a better closer than that that just erases all the relievers' mistakes because you guys know like. 
the least popular guy on basically every team is like the reliever that stinks. Like that is oh, Familia yeah. was uh, that guy for us forever, it's and it's just the, like, the worst. The, boy. the worst man. It's like why are you even here? We were doing so well <laughs> without you. I, I every team has that guy too, and it's just like how does this happen? Like is the manager just blind? Like he doesn't realize he doesn't look at the box scores the next day and being like, wait, yeah. this guy always is the problem here. He has like six <laughs> yeah. losses in April. What are we doing? Right I don't now? I don't want to know this many pitchers on my team. Stop putting them out there in these situations. <laughs> yeah, like I, I want to know three names. I shouldn't be able to relate to an MLB manager. Like I'm a degenerate gambler. I'm going to keep betting on the same thing because I'm a psychopath. <laughs> I you're supposed to be better than me. <laughs> It, it hurts. Oh, God. <laughs> it hurts twice as bad when the last name of the guy who does that on the White Sox is Bummer. Oh, yeah. There's certain guys that just sh- like that's a name test failure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, that does <laughs> not pass. That. I I yeah, tried I tried spinning it that it was a bummer for the other team, but it's been it's been fooled <laughs> onto me that it was said bummer for me. Uh, it did not work putting that on the other team. They they. They took it with stride. They were good. We bounced back. Thanks, man. Nook this. We always bounce back. Um, So how you got the Mando coming out soon. Uh, You're ready to rock for it. How like early are you planning the snack for the show? So this is tough, man. (laughs) I do the morning, so I can't. And like they make home in the snack God. I don't do snacks before lunchtime. That's just like we live in a society. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be dead right now if I did snacks for breakfast time. So uh, it's usually a coffee. Maybe we have our little breakfast sandwich or something, which a sandwich. I'm a bacon, egg and cheese guys. I don't know what uh, you guys are out there, but I go bacon, egg and cheese. Like the Beck. Are, yeah, of course the Beck, the best bet in baseball. Um, are you guys bacon, egg and cheese? Like, so there's a thing in Jersey, Taylor ham, or there's another name for it as well. I can't remember. It's like the brand, but it's... Taylor egg, uh, Taylor ham, <laughs> egg and cheese. What's like the Chicago go-to breakfast sandwich staple is there one out there and we you just, guys are big dog guys we just wake up and eat deep dish pizza and italian beefs <laughs> <laughs> i would say um, that it it is a there's a love for the bacon egg and cheese but there's a tendency for the chicago places to give you two pieces of bacon it's like i, I it's a bacon egg and cheese put like a whole thing of bacon on there yeah make it worth I, it I would think Chicago would lead with the meats too. You know, I'm kind of surprised by that. I'm a little disappointed. Yeah. Fucking thanks, Lori. Well, <laughs> it, it depends on if you find an authentic place. Nice, nice Taylor ham is delicious. Taylor ham. That's the name of it. It's Taylor ham or pork roll. Those are the two things people call them. Yeah. I, I love those. Uh, yeah, we do lunch and dinner really well. We don't do breakfast very well. Yeah, breakfast is a, a huge, huge mess. We're, we're huge copycats on breakfast. Huge. But, and you guys game. dabble in like the beef. I'd never heard of a beef Italian beef until. Oh, I'm sorry. Arsenal Chicago got Chicago guys. I've had my beefs since then. I, I went out and I had a couple different ones. Um, maybe we we get some beef involved with the sandwich. Not too much. We don't wow. want to make it like a lunch for breakfast, but just a sh- you know, we shave the beef a little. We throw it in there, some eggs, some cheese, some and, you know, some Beef and jardinera to start the day and would eggs. really set you With up for eggs? success. Yeah. Jardinera and eggs, that might Wait, be yeah. the best. Clem, you just did something. That's a cleanser. The cleanser. <laughs> yeah, the cleanser. I'm going to I'm going to make it <laughs> Even though my breakfast is usually at like 10, 30, 11, I'll try and make it, send you a little pic, and let me know what you think. Okay. I'll try, I'll try and do it this week. 
Um, if we if we start a restaurant, the cleanser has to be on the menu, and that's exactly how we're going to roll with it. I I've always I I always dreamed of having sandwiches named after me. I think we can make this work, boys. I love the bear. You guys watch the bear? That's a Chicago show. Oh yeah, there. the bear is great. Oh, yeah. great show. Obviously beef centric as well. So it's like I feel like. This this is gonna be how we start our restaurant together, boys. Just this a, a is great. podcast in February. <laughs> <laughs> and the cleanser will be on the bottom of the menu, not for a bad thing, but you're the closer. Yeah, exactly. Bring it in the big fella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every it's sandwich it's bold. Every sandwich is gonna be like nine dollars, nine dollars, nine dollars, fifteen dollars, <laughs> forty seven if you want it large. <laughs> yes. It, and it, I want a picture of Ozzy Gian doing the, give me the big boy. <laughs> 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 That's amazing. I, I, I love Bobby Jenks. I'm telling you. Like, I say I love Bobby Jenks. I love Bobby Jenks. Bobby Possible. Jenks looks like every guy in the bleachers at uh, fucking, I hate saying the name of it. It looks like every Guaranteed guy in the bleachers rate. at Comiskey. <laughs> he is just the epitome of some guy who obviously can't keep his pants up all the time. <laughs> but when his jersey's tucked in, he can keep it keep it closed. Bobby Jenks was, I just looked it up. He was manager of the Grand Junction Rockies in 2022. Yeah. That's incredible. That just made my day. <laughs> yeah. And he does, he does look like someone that I would imagine would be in the Wrigley Beaches. I've, <laughs> I've made my way around there a few times. <laughs> it, there's going to be like a special about the, the, the Clemson one day. It's like, what if I told you the world's greatest sandwich was pitched on a night in February <laughs> over a Zoom podcast? Um, but while we are snacking and we're thinking of snacking, um, I don't know if I asked you last time we, we did this. Um, how do you feel? Have you had dots, pretzels, and do you also fall in love with them really, really easily? Dots pretzels are a plus. Uh, the first I heard about them was Dante, the Don Chicago guy as well. Um, he was singing their praise. I believe on the blog, he tweeted about them a bunch and I'm like, what the heck is it? And then we had him in the office and I was like, beeline for them and now they're everywhere dude they have taken over the world i'm really happy and, uh, for dot she's yeah me too she puts she a picture it. on all the bags real ego gal <laughs> super nice lady though <laughs> pretzels are like the perfect snack too because it's oh. like you're not really getting the saturated fats in there the chips dude. you're not you don't feel as bad about yourself when you eat a bunch of them, you know what i mean but you're not just eating a bunch of crappy health food you're kind of just it's the fat man's compromise kind of a thing we you talk about a this. Diet Coke, you call it a day. <laughs> yeah, we talk about pretzels being healthy, just trying to make ourselves believe it. Like it just has <laughs> to be true. <laughs> it's so true, man. If, if someone could ever been like a, a pretzel that was healthy and actually 100% tasted like a regular pretzel, it would solve like not just like the obesity problem in this country, but just like all problems in this country. <laughs> yeah. Somehow fix every problem in this country. COVID go back to done. Back. COVID <laughs> forever afterthought. All you needed was a little salt. Yeah. I, I actually, yeah. I actually before like I was like snagging on some pretzels. Are you a Snyder's guy or rolled gold? Who would you have to pick? Dots. I was <laughs> I was a Snyder's guy back when they just had the, the big boxes of the hard. Like, it was the old brown boxes. This is back. Mama Clem was early on the Snyder's train. So uh, Snyder's is, has a very special place in my overworked heart from all the goddamn pretzels I've well, so money. I can't wait till somebody creates that snack where I can eat it for nine hours and not feel like I ate anything. Because have you I guys just ever get... had snacklings? Mm -mm. No, no, but if you put me onto something crazy right now, I might fall so, in love with you even more. Yeah, so this one's interesting. This uh, I could pitch it to you. I could give you the thing on the bag. 
you just have to eat them. The only thing is they're really hard to get from what I can understand because I went on Amazon. No. So there's a place here, a local place. Um, you guys follow my Twitter. You probably see me. It's called Stu Leonard's. It's a grocery store here. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will get just different foods that have made their ways. You know, they've gone viral or something. They had like a, they made Ted Lasso biscuits, the shortbreads. And oh, stuff yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. Which are awesome. <laughs> they also got these thing called snackers. I think they were on Shark Tank. And it's it's supposed to be like uh, a plant based pork rind, so it's not pork rinds, but it's like it's made. Uh, it might be like mushroom skins or something. And I know it's gonna sound gross. Trust me, I know this. I don't fuck with any of that shit. <laughs> but I I just bought them, not knowing what they were made of. And I'm like, let me just try these. They have nacho, they have barbecue, they have teriyaki, they have cinnamon churro. That is like a dessert version of it. Everyone, it's fucking awesome. And it tells you right on the front. I think a whole bag of them is like 300 calories Ooh. and like a serving is like a hundred calories and you eat a ton of them and it says eat the whole bag and i'm sure it's not great for you but i'm telling you man it says i feel like it's as good as snack as you're gonna get snacklings i guarantee you're gonna love shoot it. bummer so now i went on amazon and they were a shitload of money at least when i went on that one time they're uh they're gonna be like the side that comes with the cleanser yes Ooh. yes it's Ooh. going to be the only way the health department will allow us to sell it. <laughs> saturated fat in the cleanser itself, where you can't even actually get like an actual snack with it unless you get these uh, snack links. And they're also like you put them on your tongue and they crack a little Ooh, bit, which is kind of cool. I, I found their website. I'm seeing what the closest place would be that I can buy them. I think Mark Cuban, uh, like he put, he invested in them. I, I at least saw his face on the TV screen when they uh, had the thing there at the, at the Stu Leonard's, and it's I think it was two for seven bucks. You get two bags for seven bucks at Stu Leonard's. I don't know if you get anything near that deal uh, where you guys are, but uh, that is that is the closest thing we have to like a. Oh snack no! It says they're at the Whole Foods right near my place. <laughs> <laughs> Field trip. All right, everyone. Dr- You're well, not getting for two for seven at Whole Foods. I'll tell you <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, right that's now. gonna. We're gonna, gonna take, we're gonna take a field trip to go get them, but we're still gonna have Clem on Zoom. <laughs> like, yep, like, get that one. Get that one. We open oh, yeah. all our bags at the same time. We just start, you know, shooting the shit and see who finishes their bags first. Just the boys, just vibing, eating their snacks. <laughs> Next yep. time you come on, it's just gonna be us just crunching for like another <laughs> <No> hour. <words. laughs> Clem, I want to ask you some questions, but man, you really put me on a great snack here. <laughs> you won't, they won't even know you've been snacking hard because, again, 300 calories. says eat the whole bag. I'm like, yes, sir. I know. I Challenge accepted. All right, Clem. Well, thank you so much for coming back on. We loved having you, and we love having you. Can't wait till next time as well. Love being had. Hopefully uh, next time. <laughs> I, I, th- I feel like I'm going to say this every time. It's like hopefully our teams are in great places next time we speak. Knowing damn well that probably won't be the case. But it was an absolute honor, fellas. We got some Mando coming up. We got a bunch of nerd stuff coming up as well. So life is good. And all our teams are undefeated right now. It's spring training. Oh, my good God. Lives. Tell me about it. Just pure poetry. And go Team ZD. <laughs> go Team ZD. We got Chicago uh, Wednesday. Wednesday night we got Chicago. All right, let's well, go. I'm rooting for you. Yeah, oh, I, he knows. You I'm guys right. can be honest. You don't have to tell me you're rooting for me. But you're rooting, if you guys are Chicago guys, I, I will not hold that against you. I'm Chicago guys, but I'm also Clem guy. Okay, so you're, you're, our, Clem you're guy. our business it's, partner. Yeah, you know, it's like Jose <laughs> Abreu. <laughs> Clem, thank you again, man. You're the absolute best. Love the laughs. Love the conversation. Thanks. Can't Clem. thank you enough. Thanks for having me, guys. This was a ball like last time. Great, great talk. All right. All right. See you, man. Take care.
plan was brought to you by four guys, now five guys in a garage. All right, fellas. Um, so something not so chill happened. Um, big hockey podcast we are. We know this. Um, Patrick Kane is no longer with us. You say not so chill, and I get that, but at the same time, it's like it's almost overdue. Like, yeah. why, I wish he would could have been winning before. He's done more than enough. Yeah. I, I saw a statistic, and it said uh, Patrick Kane has not played in front of a live playoff audience in since, uh, or like the bubble, that doesn't really count, though. But uh, he has not played in front of a playoff game, a normal playoff game since 2017. Right, and none of none of the demise of the Chicago Blackhawks had anything to do with him. He puts up numbers every single year, and he's still very, very good. Yeah. He deserves to play for a winner. The Rangers are a winner, or could be a winner. Dude, but the thing is, though, too, it's like there is so much fucking pressure on the Rangers now. Like, their lineup, like, and, like, the, the names I did know from, like, last year watching them in the playoffs, I was looking at it. It is freaking ridiculous. Yeah. And now with Kane, it's like they have so much pressure. Like, they are the super team in the NHL now. Yeah, and I think I'll be more sad when he retires rather than him leaving the Blackhawks because what do you? how do you enjoy watching him play for the Blackhawks right now, well, in my yeah. opinion? I agree. I think this is the perfect, um, when Clem was saying, like, once your guy, always your guy. This is what it means. Right. Not Jose Abreu. If you win a championship, it's over for life, dude. Yeah. You're, you're a guy forever. Yeah. yeah. So it's just unfortunate. Um, but, I mean, smile because it happened, you know. Right. And who says he can't come back? Well, that's Me. A, <laughs> some people actually are. Some writers, beat writers, are saying he is coming back. Like, he's just going to go win a cup in New York and then just come right back. That'd be sick, dude. I would be like, hey, that's a fucking I don't know if they're going to turn around in a year, but dude, tank for Bedard. Imagine if your girlfriend left, got married, then came back. She got another ring. That'd now- be so sick because she'd probably expect so lowly of me at that point <laughs> after this guy just fucked up so bad. I would have to do nothing all the time. Exactly. And hold all the power. <laughs> About time. Limited power. <laughs> it's yeah, for it's, the Republic. But it's just Sorry. like, and you know, like like Clem, he's from New York. Respect him. He's a passionate fan, but it's like Ranger fans are so fucking annoying. Like last year, how them they punched that guy walking right out of the stadium for no fucking reason. And now Patrick Kane's name is going to be on the back of those jerseys. It's just not going to sit right for a little bit. But come playoff time, we're all going to say, we're betting the house in the Rangers. We're betting the house in the Rangers. Yeah, 100%. The only person I've ever disliked in the NHL is Chris Pronger. Every other team, every other player, I'm fine with. Like, I don't I care. Guess. I don't care if his name's on the back of a Rangers jersey. They don't bother me whatsoever. But I hear you. You're a bigger hockey fan than I am. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take a while to get used to. But Hawks, yeah, the the United Center is officially dead. Yeah, our job just still doesn't change. Pucks in deep, you know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Chase them down, boys. <laughs> get them in there. Get it to it. Skate get on ice. Yeah, you know, pucks on that. <laughs> pucks in deep. One more thing, you know, they have Madison Square Garden now has Derek and Patrick Kane. Not right. Oh, uh, that's yeah. fucked up, man. Yeah. Now that that yeah. one hit me. Yeah. I mean, that's still the same thing for me, though. We were talking about it earlier today, and someone's trying to argue with me that Patrick Kane isn't the second most influential athlete in Chicago or the most influential athlete since Michael Jordan in Chicago. He hands down is, and it's not even close. Derek, oh, yeah, Derek isn't close. But no. Derek was Derek's fucking too. awesome. Yeah. But, and he'll always be one of my guys, but I'm not like as a bull that. That has nothing to do with it. It's fr- it's because he's from Chicago and Simeon more than it is from him being a Chicago Bull. Right. Yeah. One hundred percent. It's I mean, the youngest then. MVP ever is kind of a big deal. It's it's very awesome. 
championship or nothing. And that's the facts of everything. No, you're, you, no, you're absolutely right on that. Patty's got three. And, and I'm not blaming Derrick Rose for it, but the fact of the matter is that they didn't win a championship. Yeah, so, 100%. And then and, one more thing. But they would have. Yes, they absolutely would have. It's like funny. Like my mom, they like text me. She says, "Oh, I like. I have a poster in my old bedroom, and it just says like Love It Live.' And it's United Center. One side it's Kane, the other side it's Rose. I'm like, damn, life, <laughs> that's hilarious. Life comes at you fast. Yeah, don't blink. You might miss it. You should have sold that picture two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> no, now it's probably even worth even more. No, oh, yeah, it's right. still probably worth the price of paper. You know, like. It's yeah, a good poster. It's everything is. <laughs> Damn. I know. Sorry, James. All right. Now something that made me super angry, like uh, James is about Patrick Kane. Uh, Jake Paul got absolutely snubbed. Totally. Ref show. Absolute ref show. Where's Liv, James? What's up? Saudi Where? Arabia. Yeah, exactly. No one likes them. They're just paying for results. They're not actual results. They're cheating. That- They're liars. It's that was such well. It's like I understand like Brady and I are always gonna back Jake Paul because he's on our list. He's one of our guys. You back your guys. Uh that like thing like that ref like did he did he did he forget they were boxing? Did he think that was like something else? I don't know about that, but I, I just know. wanted to get that statement out for the listeners so maybe they'll see it on camera. I'm like being totally dishonest. He got his ass kicked for seventy five percent of the fight, but I think that boxing rules should change. He knocked Tommy Fury down. He should win. To be honest, like if you get knocked down in a fight where you're trying to knock someone down, that should be worth like 50 points. He ate a lot of punches. He got his ass beat for five, no, six and a half of the eight rounds. Jake yeah. won one round, and it wasn't even the round where he knocked him down. It was round two. The one that he knocked him down was early, and then he got pinned in the corner and started getting punched right in the mouth. Dude, Tommy Fury, it just felt like his like arms were so much longer and granted, yes, he is an actual boxer. That's it's- what I was just going to say. That was the difference in the fight. You could tell who actually boxed and who didn't. And I'm not taking away from Jake Paul. He's literally second to God in my life. So, And <laughs> still the greatest fi- fighter in the world. There's no way you're going to convince me that they're in the same weight class. <laughs> yeah, dude. Tommy Fury looks like a Dorito chip. If he had a different accent, he would be the most fucking handsome rocket on every magazine in the world. And then he just starts talking. And then you're <laughs> fucked. I, I, I literally, I literally like, we're like, I'm texting Brady and uh, Mara, like, we're watching the fight, and I just go, I'm like, dude, Tommy Fury, he's a stud. Brady just replies, rocket, period. <laughs> he's just he rocket, objectively period. the best looking person I've seen in a long time. Oh, he's a stud. Like he, but he just and like. Do you notice his hair did not get messy till like the seventh round? It didn't move an inch. <laughs> it did not move at all. But then one more thing we'll say on this: the greatest thing I have ever seen was Logan Paul getting interviewed and the, the reporter going like, "Hey man, so like, what'd you say to Jake for the fight?" He's like, "Yeah, you know, I kept it short and sweet. I said, hey, Jake, like, you know, you got this. Go out there. It's all like get it, get it in his head, like this and that.'" He's like, "I love you," and the reporter's going, "I love you too, bro." Yeah. Oh my god, that was <laughs> so good. Like, I don't think That's Logan Paul great. realizes it at first, and then at the end, he's like, "Wait, what?" It's like that moment when you're walking in the movie, they say, enjoy your show, and you say right back to them, you too, and then you're walking <laughs> you're like, for, the, for the next probably half mile of your life, you're like, what is actually wrong with me? <laughs> and then you're like, I'm going back to get more butter not, on my pop. Not only should I not have said that, I feel incredibly terrible that they're not going to see a movie right now. <laughs> and I probably feel the same way. 
I won't even feel comfortable grabbing mints from them on the way out. Yeah, me neither. I wouldn't suggest doing that anyways. Community mints doesn't always seem like the best idea. They're wrapped individually. You know what? That's not part of the to-go menu. I think a storyline that kind of went, well, it didn't go completely under the radar, but it didn't feel like top news. Was that Tommy Fury was going to be exiled from his family if he lost? Oh yeah, his, his dude! Da- if my family first off gave me that ultimatum, I would freak out. Like, I would what lose. Do you mean? I would lose what on do you purpose. Mean? What I do you didn't... mean? Yeah, I would. I wouldn't want to win. <laughs> I didn't but even I'm... know that that was a thing. Oh yeah, Tommy Fury's dad and a his brother, is a... the or... Gypsy King, also a psychopath. Both said if Tommy loses, he's no longer a Fury. No, he had to change his name to his mom's maiden name. Yeah. And like Fury, the coolest fucking last name ever. Like, yeah. You gotta, and then he's got to go to Dwindleby. That is that, that actually what it is? That no, that's scenario, not actually. It's not actually that what it is. Scenario kills younger all of us because our dads thought that was the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't make this fucking free throw, yeah. no Burger King on the you're way. Not home. My and son I was like, no more. If you don't get your grades like, up, you're going to Triton. Yeah. Well, Jokes on you. I did. But, Dad, yeah. the commercial said, I rule. I want Burger King. Just imagine this guy is screaming at you in a boxing gym saying, if you lose this fight, drop my name. That's Voldemort in real life. Holy shnikes. That is one ugly motherfucker who made Tommy Fury. Like, yeah, Tyson gross. makes sense. Do you think he knows him. he's bald? Dude, I... That's a bewilderment. Did Tyson he Fury for sure came hair. from his balls. Tommy, I'm not sure. Dude, imagine you just went, he just went through his whole life, just right out of the womb, came out looking like that and just didn't age at all. Just looked like a 70-year-old man his entirety. He looked of, like an angry baby his yeah. whole life. I, I, I saw like another clip too. Like another clip too. It's like in the green room and like John Fury's sitting there. They're like, hey, like, is this stuff about like, you know, Tommy losing like this and that, like how they made that bet. And like John Fury's like, I only want to talk about boxing. And then Logan Paul's standing behind him going, yeah. <laughs> and then after the fight, Logan's on Twitter saying, oh, what a respectable, awesome family. Don't, don't talk about my guy like that. You don't do that though. You don't do that. You can't call someone a pussy and then back out of it. Like if, pussy's the the word that you can't call someone and be like, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. And then spe- especially John Fury, who probably has eaten like people for dinner. Like that guy's for sure eating somebody. He's think, definitely <laughs> tried human meat. You think him yell? <laughs> Him yelling at, like, Tommy Fury, like, he's hard on him. He probably used to take, like, dumbbells and smash them into Tyson Fury's head. Man, we are having... There's too many jokes that are just right there that I just don't want to say. Yeah. What about, like... Like, this guy's definitely eating people. He's definitely eating meat. And then he's just on his son, you know? It's just, like, they're right there, James. You're really lobbing them up, and I'm... Uh, cause if I say they, a gay joke about that guy, he's going to find me. Yeah, they, oh, he would find you for chances are there's, we probably got like not even a half a 1% chance of him ever listening to this, but he would find you. He would show up here and he would try to kill you. I think Yeah, if I, I got 30 million for him beating me up. Cool. Oh my God. <laughs> I would take 30 million to get my shit rocked. Yeah, but not too hard. Oh, uh, dude, I'm care. getting Rock in, my shit. I'll I'm getting my scarce I'll get for thirty million dollars. I don't chase money like you guys. Thirty million dollars. You would not get the octagon. Don't suddenly get on this high horse of yours. Um, I'm getting embarrassed in front of all my friends and family for thirty million dollars. Yeah, but I'm I'm not even putting up a fight. You know, Brez, give your mic to Liam. How many? How many? What are you doing for thirty million dollars? Everybody, this is Liam. By the way, shout out Liam uh, for thirty million. <laughs> Against Tommy Fury, 
Uh, I'm going to bite the curb. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going in hands behind my back. I don't know. Maybe, maybe a little bit. Just jab and sparring. Oh, you're going to have to when you get in there. You're going to be like, I, I'm a boxer now. <laughs> if I'm promised a $30 million, maybe I want to see if I can go around. Yeah, you know? that's so true. That, that's I'm true. KO'd I'm, again, it's thirty million dollars. I'll eat through a straw for as long as it's <laughs> that yeah, was I guess, it. I guess my hopes are so high that for how much answer. money I'm going to have eat. one day that thirty million doesn't seem like a lot right now. I would eat through a straw for a I couple s- months. Yeah, I would too. That's great. I, I would definitely go into that fight like wearing like a shirt like. Be- like yeah, go, sorry. Uh, I'm going to wear a shirt like saying, your wife's a bitch, so he just knocks me out quicker, and then it's over. Wow. I get my 30 million. Because even, like, after the hospital bills, let's just do a higher rough estimate. Still $28 million. And that's on, like, if you're just getting everything fixed right when you walk in the hospital. And then you got to think taxes. Sure. Still $17 million. No. Yeah. 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 I'm still doing disgusting things for $17 million. Yeah. Once you start putting numbers out there, like 17 made me realize how much more 30 million is than 17. Yeah. 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 Step back down, get embarrassed in front of your loved ones. I don't care about getting embarrassed. I wake up every day and embarrass my back. Right. I've been a disappointment (laughs) since 03. Um, Yeah. So that took a, that took a fun turn. 30 million. So, Tommy Fury, you're out there. You're a fucking bitch. Oh, oh no. (laughs) I don't think your fight would get that much money (laughs) involved. (laughs) But if you want to get rocked for 30 cents, I'm I'm, I'm backing you. Guess what? You could turn that 30 cents into 30 million. Yeah, just on a first basket. Click on the link below. (laughs) Who am I kidding? If I'm being honest, if Tommy Fury said, James, I'll give you a $100 gift card to Raising Cane's, I would still fight him. Yeah. That's low. What if that is not a <laughs> yeah. lot? Could you imagine if he just had those balls to like to like walk around and just be like, "Hey, here's a hundred dollar gift card. Can I knock you out?" <laughs> and he was just doing that like as his exercise throughout the day. That's just not like a bad I got, idea. I got James, ten grand James. worth of Raising Cane's gift cards. Let's see if somebody will let me knock them for a hundred dollars. And you get knocked out again. I-, I am full though. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't truly spar against like sparring partners because you can't knock them out. We take that away. Great business model. It's a terrible. Business We're just firing model. all cylinders, all yeah. cylinders. Oh, uh, now you want to be on your high horse? Tell me that's a bad idea. Yeah, really bad idea. That's bullshit. You know it. <laughs> um, all right, let's let's wrap up with how much I think I'm in love with Pat Beverly. It was the. Quickest transition. I made my statement before they even played that I'm all in on Pat Bev. And yeah. guess what? Pat was right first. Now Brady was right. Yeah. They. I don't care who you're playing. They're beating teams by 40, then 20. Like, something's going on, and he for sure beat the fuck out of Zach Levine. Yeah. Oh, I thought he just took a charge. Fuck. Yeah. He had he, zero points the other night. Good. He, I know. It was awesome. He told Zach Levine that he's a pussy to his face, and it was like, what, are you going to fight me? Yeah, well. And they, Zach Levine was too scared. Yeah, that could have happened, but what actually happened, like, on paper, is that he was like, he talked to Zach the day he got traded, and it was like, you're here to shoot. Shoot the fucking basketball. To have the balls to come to a team where you somewhat know them from around the league, but you're not a part of this camaraderie. They had 0% of it, but still, you get what yeah, I mean. Didn't. And to say something to the star that just signed a max contract like that, that's a game changer. That's insane. Now, if they start losing, it'll be a different story, but it won't be Pat Bev's fault. Never. Pat Bev can do no wrong in my eyes right Pat now. Pat Bev for president. For real. Um, any final finals, y'all? 
Um, I don't, I can't really think of anything. I, yeah, the White Sox are going undefeated, probably. Yeah, you, that's that's a great call. If you listen to this podcast and you see me on Saturday, stay away. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the best way to end it. Tar Heels, Duke, five thirty. Let's go. I think I got off work, so it's going to be a weird, weird day. And I get off early. Oh, no. And I'll get you off even early. Ladies and gentlemen. Show it, Tony. Music by Pat Mallers and Charlie Foreman. (laughs) Feels so good. This has been Season 9, Episode 10 of the Washed Up Podcast. Peace, love, and happiness. Feels so good. Shot City, come on and ride with me. Get high and catch a vibe with me. This music that make you feel good. Do it for the real ones. Do it while I still can. This is for the real fans. We're singing along with the set of light shows. I ain't know, I ain't so fly, don't you? Think so too. Shorty trying to come through to kick it like kung fu. On the buck cruise with the sunroof open. I'm the one who everybody love. Everybody want to be like me. I cha-cha real smooth. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. I break rules and race roofs. Sit break goose with great juice. I make moves and I'm making music. And hang loose, homie. Fall back like I don't. Okay, I gotta go ride out la di da di do I feel fucking awesome Get it, got it, good, good Get it, got it, good Get it, got it, good, good Get it, got it, good Fall back like I don't Okay, I gotta go ride out la di da di do I feel fucking awesome I'ma tell you all why Ain't felt like this for a long time Can't think with the wrong mind Can't drift to the wrong tide Can't sink if it's all dry Land, one day you gotta learn to fly Curve the plot, cook it up, serve it hot Shorty thick like a car bomb, oh lord Won't quit till it's all mine, on oh, God I've been steady trying to get in my way That's the only way that I get down Ever since I focused on my mindset Got it.